Well, 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 sometimes being desperate for a win ultimately comes out in your favor. That's what NC State was telling Duke last night. We've got some really good men's basketball games to go over, but more importantly than that, we're going to talk about who the best team in the ACC is for the men right now. Clemson, where you at? You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack slash Locked On ACC. Happy New Year. I was not here for our New Year's welcome, but Kenton, it is great to have you here four times a week. Well, we'll have Jersey Drake on the fifth day to talk a little sports betting, but I am just happy to have someone at the helm who is just as brilliant, if not more, when it comes to ACC content. First thing first, let me give a shout out to the upholders of Five New Pie who throw their diamonds in the sky, the brothers of Kappa Alpha Psi, the frat so nice they named it twice. Shout out to all the good brothers on Founders Day. And second of all, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be here for our first day of the year. Uh, very excited about that. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get into it because there was a lot of frackle knackle and nonsense going on last night. And, and there were players saying some things. And here's the thing. Y'all know me. Y'all know I, I'm, I'm not afraid to call a player to the carpet when they need to be called to the carpet. I'm not afraid to call a coach to the carpet. And right now, it's some folks. The carpet rolled out. We just waiting on your turn to come on up. A thousand percent. We're going to roll out the carpet for a few guys today. We're going to talk through games that happened on Wednesday night for ACC men's basketball. And then tomorrow we will get into some more hot topics around women's hoops and other things across our conference. Our show rollout will be a little bit different now that we have four days a week with Kenton, and I'll go over that personally on side. I might drop a little 10-minute episode to make sure you guys are locked and loaded and ready to go from that sense. But let's get into these games, all right? Miami and Georgia Tech. Isaiah Wong went a little missing last night in last night's matchup against the Yellow Jackets, and that's one thing that's let's call to the carpet. He cannot afford to do for the Hurricanes if they want to maintain their top 15 ranking moving forward in their conference play. They're starting to you know fade a little bit. So one loss ain't bad, but let's not get into that habit. I mean, Isaiah Wong is the engine that makes this team go, and him going one for 11, I, and, and it's not just that he went one for 11. Look at where his shots were coming from. It was a very passive night from him. It was a very, uh, you know, I mean, I'm going to jack up some threes. I'm, I'm here. I'm here, but I'm not really too willing to set the pace and, and attack the basket with everything that's in me type of night for him, which it turned into that type of night for the team, just jacking up a lot of bad shots, jacking up a lot of threes instead of getting some dribble penetration, instead of saying, you know what, we're going to fight our hardest to get to the rim. And Georgia Tech, the, the, the fight passioners take advantage of that, right? They come out of this thing uh, with their first conference win of the year over a team that has looked like for the beginning of this season, at least the best team in the conference. But it, it's so ironic because when I said this Miami team needs to stop playing down to their opponents in a win, everybody said, oh, you just hate the Canes. There you go, hating the Canes again. I, I the, Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, is my case resting peacefully? Is it resting peacefully? This is not a team that should have beaten, that should have been in the game with Miami that late, let alone beating them. 
Yeah. Miles, Miles Kelly and Lance Terry putting up 44 points between them starting for the Yellow Jackets. And you could just really tell the energy was different. They were quote unquote desperate. That's our word for the day. They needed that conference win to switch gears and remind folks that Georgia Tech is still good out here and Pastner is still a great coach. So it'll be interesting to see how they use this momentum going forward. Let's get to one of the biggest games of the night. Number 16, Duke visiting Raleigh, North Carolina to take on NC State. 84 to 60 victory for the pack. Yes, 24 point margin of victory, which honestly borderline might be the biggest victory uh was that between them ever happened? 24 points? Um, it was the the largest that NC State ever had over a ranked Duke team. Ranked so, Duke team. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Work, works for me. Either way it goes. It was the biggest punch in the mouth that we've seen so far this season from the men's basketball side. And from start literally to finish, it was all NC State all night long. And it was just a nice chance to see every time we talk about the potential of NC State, what they could be. Jaquavion Smith and company, even he had the big men doing their thing and really getting to the basket. It was a breath of fresh air for the pack. And I know a much needed win for Keats. And one of those good wins when you start talking about conference play towards I mean, NCAA play towards the end of the season. You know, you talked about jumping out of the gate. And, and, you know, kind of punching them in the mouth. Let's put that in proper context for the fans. Please. This game opened up on a 20-2 to two run for NC State. Let me say that one more time for you. 20-2. to two. Duke spotted them an 18-point lead, and they never quite got back. They look like it, it – and I want to talk about this for a second because Jeremy Roach said that uh, this team, this this was a desperate NC State team for a win. And yeah, I, I don't, what do you, what do you think that every team is not desperate for quad one wins? I don't, who has a bunch of them already in this season? Who, who, who has so many that they're like, hey, we can kick our feet up, baby. 15 games into the season. If we don't win another one, we got a spot in the tournament. Who you know with that resume, Mr. Roach? Who you know? I, you know something I don't, apparently, because as, as far as I know, if you don't do nothing else from this point forward, you're going to be sitting at home in March. And so with that being said, you know, I go back to Clemson's 37 or 38 game home winning streak. You don't think any of those teams were desperate going into Death Valley? You right. don't think so? Right. Of course they were. But guess what? It's not incumbent upon the other team to want it more or less it's incumbent upon you to be better than them regardless of how much they want that's your job and also even beyond the desperation i mean did you want it at all mr roach did you show up at all did you do anything to say hey you know we we did our best they want mr roach you did not make a single shot from the field so maybe maybe when they ask you hey yeah, what, yeah. what happened yeah. I, we had a bad game. You know, we played terribly. It, just, it didn't work out for us. You know, that hey, that team wanted it more than we did. Uh, we didn't show up prepared. That's the and, you know, I think just from his one-on-one -on -one matchups to being a floor facilitator and all the things, it felt as if it was just flat from an energy level, 
from shot selection, from just the rotations and not really like having those big breakaway points or having nice runs. We know this is a game of runs. Things can ebb and flow, but they just never chipped away. I think the lowest they may have gotten was seven, maybe. And it just it just didn't feel like the Duke team that we're used to seeing, right? Like you wear that Duke on your chest. Everyone assumes you know that you're the big bad wolves coming in there. And NC State said, yeah, nah, we're good. And they played more like they were the more excited team that they really wanted it better. And it was just a random Wednesday night for the Blue Devils. Again, I, I, I don't really understand the idea of like, oh, they're just so desperate. And, you know, we just didn't. Uh, it's again, it's your job to show up. It's your job to show up. But enough about Duke. Taquavian Smith absolutely <laughs> balled out. He yeah. showed up. He was, ba- you know, let baby T cook. <laughs> get him in the kitchen. Get out the way. Let him get the flour. Let him get the saison. Let him get the the, the paprika, because the boy gonna cook up something special. Yeah. And and this was a game in which I often look at what Joiner and what Jarkel Joiner and Jaquavian Smith do. They are the engine for this team more or less. And those two combining for forty five points on sixteen of thirty seven shooting on nine of eighteen from deep. You're going to have a hard time beating that. And, and Jarkel Joyner in particular, you look at nine assists on top of his 21 points with zero turnover. Mm-hmm. Critical. When, when you've got this team rolling at their highest clip, what's going on is Jarkel Joyner is finding a way to be a distributor as well as a scorer. Right. And Terquavian Smith is scoring efficiently. Yeah, yeah. Teams yeah. know. Teams know there is no stopping to Quavia. Right. You can only hope to contain them. And sometimes you can hope to contain them on a night where he goes four of 21. Right. Sometimes you hope for a, 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 you know, three of 17 night. You can hope for that. And you can make that happen if the other guys from state are, are having a tough time. But I mean, when I say everybody showed up, everybody chipped in something here. You look at DJ Burns shipping in 18 off the bench. You look at EB DeWana playing some very good quality. Mr. Burns, defense. Mr. Baby Anya. <laughs> listen, listen. Don't, don't. DJ Burns and BJ Anya are two very different players, okay? <laughs> BJ hey, Anya. Very BJ, sh- shoulders for days. Shoulders for days. BJ Anya was a shot blocker supreme, and you okay. would think that he was taller than what he was uh-huh. based on how he blocked shots, but he just had a timing like you'll never see. DJ Burns, he got that footwork in the post, baby. He got that <laughs> lateral movement. I'll tell you what. We love some big boy agility, okay. When he get down on that block, you're going to have a hard time dealing with him. But, again, sure. this this was a game in which um, everybody had to chip in because, like I said, DJ Burns was in foul trouble. Ernest Ross fouled out. E.V. Dewana had foul trouble early in the game, picking up two fouls before, I want to say, halftime. And Greg Gand is another guy who showed up big time and, and played some uh, high-intensity defense and all that good stuff and hit the boards very intensely. So at the end of the day, this was a game in which NC State showed up. The entire team showed up. They said, Keats, the clock ain't going to strike midnight closer yet on your coaching here at NC State. <laughs> the fighting kicks for sure. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you'll find it at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because BetOnline is where the game starts. 
And if you would have had money on NC State last night, I'm sure you came out like a bandit. But more importantly, if you had money on on North Carolina and Wake Forest being a close matchup, I already know you came out like a king or queen if you put your money up. RJ Davis, Armando Baycott coming up big with combined 48 points to beat Wake Forest. 88-79, Appleby doing his thing, but it wasn't quite enough that Wednesday night. Wake Forest led 38-37 to going into the half, but then it was Carolina playing at home and that energy shift and some nice, good blow-away opportunities for North Carolina to ultimately come out with the W, putting up 51 in that second half. And a lot of people were saying, this might be R.J. Davis's team, and it might be time that we acknowledge that and let that rock so we can keep the train moving towards a repeat of an NCAA championship run. I very strongly disagree with that. Do you think this is still Caleb's team? No, 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 no. I don't think it's either the guards team. I think this is Armando Baycott's team. I think that he is the guy that shows up night in, night out. You know, you know he's going to give you at least 15 and 8 every single night. Don't get me wrong. If you're talking about the guy who could be the X factor, who could take them over the top, yeah, I see that as being RJ. Absolutely. Okay. But if we're talking about who is the heart and soul, who do you know? If I ain't got nothing, in the words of Alicia Keys, if I ain't got nothing, <laughs> I ain't got you, babe. That, he is the guy. That the man who said he would literally die for this school and university. And listen, it, it, <laughs> I, more power to you. you know? More power I, to I you. I love right? a lot of things, but a school... No, 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 I I couldn't ride with you with that one. That with hey, that, <laughs> that was the one quote. I was like, that, uh, no let that me tell you something. Way. That there, that there, it, you can't see it because it's slightly out of flame frame. But that block S on that there Letterman jacket, it means a lot to me. I gave three tenders for it. my life. My life. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Cast Tech means a lot to me. That the, the big CT number one second to none. It means a lot to me. Hey, but you know, if we My were getting, if we were getting half a mil for our NIL, maybe maybe we would sacrifice. Maybe 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 we maybe we would say some stuff like that. Uh, I I'm mean, try, I I'm, I'm trying to help uh, my boy. I'm trying to help my boy. I'm trying to. I mean, help I, but but you know what? But you know what? Armando don't need no help. He is the helper. He's right. the helper on this team. Right. Him showing up, being night in night out, who he is. But but let's. When we look at this game in particular, yes, absolutely. R.J. Davis did steal the show, yeah. especially down the stretch there. He was the guy who showed up big time. And and this is a very quality win for, for uh, the University of North Carolina. Yeah. My only concern, my my very it, – it, it, some people going to call it nitpicky. Some people going to say it's just because you don't like Carolina. R.J. Davis, Caleb Love, and um, – Armando Baycott all played 38 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna have a tough time sustaining that. That's that's you but know. I mean you saw you saw some good minutes from Trimble. You saw some good minutes from Justin McCoy. And Justin McCoy going in is like just just don't mess it up for the group, right? Like I don't care what you do, just don't do too much because we know you team too much. So as long as you yeah. just relax, you know, don't try to oversell it. Do do what you do. Pass about pass the rock, you know, all that good stuff. But I think Seth Tribble is a nice addition. I also think that, you know, PJ, whenever he figured out his health and more consistently, and Jalen Washington getting some run, but you I hundred percent agree with you. 
you. They have to get guys more opportunities because they were gassed at the end of the season. They have got to give our guys more rest because going in, Armando's still, that ankle still ain't all the way there. Pete Nance is back, having back issues, having to lead the game, all that kind of stuff. And you're talking about what we want to do in a tournament where it's like all high intensity, all adrenaline rush. Like we need to have everyone high, firing at full high cylinders. But maybe this will be, maybe Caleb is relaxing. So maybe it'll be ebbs and flows. Who knows? You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But again, even Caleb, he played 38 minutes. So, Wally, Wally may not have been great. He was on that court. <laughs> he ran a couple. Years. He ran a couple miles. He ran a couple miles. He got his wind sprints in. He got his wind sprints <laughs> in. He got a. He got up some good. Uh, what's that shoot around? He got up some good shoot around practice there. But yeah. you know this. This is a team that again, you're looking at a team that um, has had their. You talk about ebb and flow. Talk about ups and downs. Is a team that's had right. that. Now I will say, I think that it's time to say that this is R.J. Davis's backcourt. Absolutely. Caleb, okay, it's, let's it's let's time. call let's call Caleb to the carpet because being one for seven from three, like I, you know, and when you watch it, you're like, that's just not the shot. You know, I it, get that you want to be the one who makes the game changing three shift, da, 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 but it doesn't. That's not always going to be the case. I'm gonna tell you something, okay? I, I tell people all the time that <laughs> some people just don't know when they see a thing that they should turn down, okay? And <laughs> and you know, for me personally, I have never seen a uh, a good steak. A, a good plate of hibachi that I ain't like, you know, yeah, and I, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's my fact. problem. That's, that's my problem. That's what had me up to 380 during the pandemic. I, don't worry. I'm a, vegetables. I'm a lot, I'm a lot smaller than that now people, but Caleb love ain't never seen a shot that he does not like 27.7% from deep this year. Mr. Love, please. I would say, I would add to that, that he's never seen a contested shot that he ain't like. Like if he's if it's wide open, cool, whatever, you know, blah blah blah. But it's like let me make the most difficult situation and try and look like the hero and come out either 50-50 on top. And nine out nine out of ten, it ain't it don't work like that. Let me tell you, somebody told me very recently, I didn't even notice. They said that there is a very specific pattern in the women that you like, and there is all of them follow a certain mold, certain bit. And I'm like, no, that's not true. And then they start pointing it out in my own. Okay. But let me tell you now. Sometimes there are moments in your life where you have situations where you got to pass that up when it comes your way. Caleb, don't don't miss the message. Don't miss the forest from the trees, baby. Sometimes you see that woman, she walking that walk, she talking that talk, she got on that good perfume that you like. You got to pass on it. We think it's, this is Caleb's last year? If it keeps I, going like this? I, I don't think so, actually. I think if it keeps going like this, he'll have to come back to, to prove that he can uh, mm. be an effective and consistent mm. scorer and distributor. Because if you were to look at him right now and say, like, okay, you're going to the NBA, and basically I'm going to tell you like this. We all know in college the question is, what can you do? Yeah. Can you do something at a high enough level for it to work out in college? In the NBA, the question is, what can't you do? They yeah, yeah, yeah. specifically poke at the things you can't do. And when you look at Caleb's game, there are lots and lots of things that you say he has a tough time doing. Yeah. I mean, a, a guy that's 6'4", not overly long, that is his turnover, his assist to turnover ratio is is not the best. I mean, it's, you know, about, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, 3.4 or 3 to three to three, basically. So it's one to one more or less. I, I just don't see how that works out. Even if you say, well, he's a scorer at heart and that's what he does. Okay, sure. He's a scorer without a consistent three point shot. 
Uh, he's a scorer without the ability to consistently finish at the rim, who's not super explosive, not dunking on everybody. Yeah, you're looking at a hard and do you defend at a high level 24 mm, 7? Not a lockdown defender for sure. That, that wouldn't that wouldn't be my my uh verbiage there or adage or whatever adjectives describe him. So, so what do we have that he does consistently? I think that he has confidence. I think that he can, <laughs> I think he has confidence and he can score from anywhere. I think that those are the two things that you oh look at a Caleb Love yeah. and you say those are his two big things. He's not one of those guys that he'll go um, 0 for 4 on the night. No, sure. no, no. Caleb is going 1 for 18 because he's going <laughs> to keep going. He, always, he Look, he, he always going to pull it now. But I think it's funny that you say confidence is the first thing because, like, you're talking about relationships. When a girl describes a guy and said, well, you know, he got confidence for days. He, he going to shoot the shot. Now, that's one thing for certain, two things for sure. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing or it's on his side. We just know he always going to shoot it when he, he can't. He's going to shoot it. He's going <laughs> to shoot it. And again, and again, again, sometimes, Caleb, you got to realize there's a better, you know, he's he not the guy to let that thing develop. He's not the guy to walk in the club and, and you know, kind of chill out and relax until he the baddies show up. Yeah, he he is already up on her at the bar. Hey, what you doing? You need a drink? You, y'all got, you got mints? You got, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, don't. Let it develop. Let right. that thing develop, sure. Caleb. It's sure. better options that's gonna come through the door if you just keep it, keep it moving, keep it in rotation. You know what I mean? And it's, right. you know, he like I said, he ain't never seen the shot he don't like. A little bit of a ball stopper. It's it's gonna be tough for him to sell the NBA on his skills with what we're currently seeing out. For sure. We just got through the holidays and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, you want to eat healthier because you want to get right for the new year, period. But you don't want to compromise taste because that might mean it's just not overall a good time. That's why you have to try Built with Built. Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious. You won't think they're good for you, but they are perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are all 100% covered in real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar. It with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box for years. We've been talking about ordering your built bars at built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars. You can pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're a Sam's Club member, run in and grab a 13 bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. I promise you, you can thank me later. We love, we ain't got to give no website no more, period. We can over here tell people to go to the store. That's what we love to see out here, Built Bar. Last game you want to talk about for the night, Clemson and Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech being one of the teams that last season started out super slow, right? We were mm-hmm. like, okay, what y'all got going on? Y'all have all these seniors. It's, it's getting a little challenging. This year, they came out and said, we're one of the best teams at the ACC. We're not going to play with our food this year. We're going to make sure it's known. Last night up against a Clemson team who said, okay, bet, but how about this? We are the hottest team in the ACC. So hang that 68 points on your head for the 68-65 victory against the Hokies. And I'm just sitting here saying to myself, did we have Clemson men's basketball being the hottest team in the conference? Not on my bingo card. And right behind that pit? Nah, no, never. You know what? 
I'm gonna say it, and, and it needs to be said. <laughs> oh, this Lord. this Tyson kid is he's he's the real deal. Hunter yeah. Tyson has continued to show up for this team in yeah. major ways. Another double double in this game, and it wasn't just about Hunter Tyson because this was a very balanced effort um, by by Clemson. You had two guys tied for the leading score with uh, 13 points, but five guys in double digits. This was a back-and-forth game in which, you know, you never knew who the next basket was coming from, who was going to do the right thing. Uh, but at the end of the day, Clemson has been a, a little bit of a surprise, a little bit yeah. of a revelation so far, along with uh, Jeff Capel and those boys up at Pitt. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's so interesting to see um, how – we're talking about, you know, both of these teams being good and both of these teams, what they are or not. We expected Virginia Tech to be good coming into yeah. the season. Yeah. That was expected. We we saw that coming. And to see that, again, this is just a situation where Clemson has all year. They haven't played with their food. They haven't let bad teams stick around for the most part. They haven't played down to opponents and all that good stuff. They've just shown up yeah. and done what they're supposed to do. And, again, this was a game where, at the end of the day, they got the win out of this one just by sticking to the course, keeping fighting, keeping battling, keeping on taking uh, Virginia Tech's best punch and throwing something back every time. A thousand percent. And I will say we don't get to talk about it often, but free throws, you know what I'm saying? Free opportunities to get a couple of uh, buckets. You got to make them five out of the six were for Clemson in the last 26 seconds were critical free throws, making your shots when it mattered, not being not caving into pressure and all the things. So that's just something that we, as we look at teams and evaluate and assess, can you make your free throws? Because we all know come tournament time, that's what it boils down to when great defense is you know pretty much at the top of the chart. So Greatest start since 96-97 for Clemson. Again, like I said, Pitt is right behind them in terms of being the top teams in the ACC. And everyone else in the pack is about 2-2 two and two, or really down in the pack about 0-4 oh in Notre Dame, Louisville. I'm looking at you. But it's still a long season. we still got a lot way to go. But identities are starting to form, and I'm just really excited to see how it all transpires towards the end because, you know, who, how you start necessarily not might not be how you finish. There's still time to turn things around. Oh, absolutely. There's a ton of time for these teams to turn things around. But I'm yeah. going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, some of these teams, you look at them and you say, all right, now you got time to turn it around. But at some point in time, you got to turn the steering <laughs> wheel, child. You got to flip the steering yeah. wheel. And I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm looking at you, Virginia. What are you? What's going on? What's going on? And don't what get me wrong. Happened? A close loss to Pitt. Yeah. A close loss to Miami. Those aren't terrible losses, but still, right, I'm I'm right. looking at you like, right. what's going on now? Y'all need to, you know, you need to get what you what you got going, because again, you don't want to have a situation where basically teams no longer fear you, because that's part of what makes some of these really good teams really good. Yeah. Is that when they step on that court, when you step on that court, they just, oh God, yeah. Again, these guys, okay. Yeah. All right. But you know what's crazy back. about that is like Virginia and North Carolina really prided themselves in the offseason about how many guys were returning, right? And how many guys are ready to like take those leadership roles and all the things. And yet they seem to be the two biggest teams that we expect had high expectations for struggling. And you know what? It, it's a little bit of that old man syndrome. You know, Armando Baker I've been in college for about 12 years. That's <laughs> a, when when he got to uh when he got to UNC, I was still playing football. So that, that tells you how long ago that was. Um, you know, Biggie had just dropped that song with Faith Evans. That's neither here nor there. The fact of the matter is very simple here. 
sometimes these older teams in the NBA take time to get started and all that good stuff. You don't see it as much with college, but sometimes it does happen with college basketball where more experienced teams kind of just think they have a switch that they can flip later on in the season. And some teams do, some teams don't. But I prefer you to go out there and, again, make everybody bow down from the beginning and say, hey, they're him. We're not – that. they are not us and we are yeah. not them. But also respectfully, 60 games and – I mean, 80 games and 22 games, like you don't, you don't have time to mess around with your food like that. This is not NBA. You don't, you don't necessarily have that same luxury. So you if you want to – you know, and we know that it's a little more particular when it comes to NCAA and voting and all the things. So if you're not showing it, you will find yourself watching it from home in the postseason if you keep playing. So those are the thoughts there. As we continue to look towards the week, we've got some good women's games happening. We've got a lot of good betting action going into the week and a lot of great basketball. It's full-on basketball season now, as well as you know some other hot topics that go, of course, go on in our other respective sports. But make sure you guys lock in with us each and every day. Candace Cooper, Kenton Gibbs, the new four-day-a-week host, which um, and we'll also have Jersey Drake on Fridays for Freestyle Friday still throughout basketball season and then of course during the off season we'll you know just relax a little bit probably more of me and going into the fall we will have back our regular guys for football so that is all of that we hope you guys have a great and safe day for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs until next time